Greendale Community College is represented by two separate yet equally important types of people. The goofballs that run around stirring up trouble and the eggheads that make a big deal out of it. These are their stories. Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And these are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 3, Episode 17, Basic Lupine Urology. If you couldn't tell because of the title, this is our Law & Order episode because the title <laughs> is a joke on Dick Wolf, the creator of Law & Order. It and took me... Something- a very long time to understand why this episode was called what it was. And then mm-hmm. now I do because Dick Wolf, uh, executive producer of uh, Law and Order. Dick Another Wolf. piece of information that I learned when I was doing some research for this very episode that I feel is very important to get out front for expectations is that the the sound that, you know, the famous sound. Dun dun. Mm-hmm. It is copyrighted. You cannot use it. <laughs> But we can we can make it with our mind, or our souls, but we can't use the original because then we'll get sued and that seems bad. Uh, but before we get sued, it's time to outsource Mike's bits. Uh, just so you know, Mike, you're now creating 12 different timelines. It's true. Only 12 left. One of them is a sex question. And and trust me. This sex question would work in this episode, and I'll t- I, if we get it, I'll tell you why. And if we don't, I, no one will ever know. <sighs> Come on, sex question. Come on, sex oh, question. Sh- sh- I, you know what? I was about to do the Google Shuffle without announcing it. That's I, We go off for a week, two weeks, and I can't remember how the show goes. It's time for that Google Shuffle. Again, 12 <laughs> cards doesn't make an impressive shuffle, <laughs> but it's there. It's time so, for that mediocre shuffle. I have bad news for Ben. Damn it. Okay. This is such a ridiculous question. I mean, they're always ridiculous questions, but go ahead. <laughs> that does include the sex question, which I have read, and I'm like, why? Um, now, Ben, my friend Ben, yes. who I have uh, <laughs> I have known for, at this point, like, s- seven <laughs> how, how many years? Man- many years. We, many we met cor- in 2015, so... Seven years. Uh huh. It's been eighty-four years. Um, do you have a signature move or quirk that people notice or comment on? Uh, I mean, technically speaking, this could be a sex question. (laughs) You know what? Fair. There is. There is. (laughs) You're right. That is a good point. I will say there is a question in here that literally calls out the word sex, and it was on the bottom of the pile that I I got. So it was not happening. Um, maybe okay. T- can maybe you, next can you week read, with eleven? Can you read the question again? Now Ben, and it does say Ben here. I don't I'm, know why. Okay, I'm surprised I'm being called out like this, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, they understood you were calling out Poddex, and they 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 built this in as as. That's a kill switch. Uh, Ben, do you have a signature move or quirk that people notice or comment on? A signature move or quirk. Um, I don't, I don't know that I have a signature move or quirk. Um, 
I mean, I probably do, but uh, I don't know that many people comment on them. Um, okay. I feel like we live in a society where commenting on signature quirks is frowned upon. Sure. Now, like, is I bet this if you, I bet if you gathered our- like forty of my friends and then were like, "Does Ben have a signature quirk?" and then a bunch of them would be like, "Yes, he absolutely does." But that none of them have ever been like, Ben, here's your signature quirk. Right. Our friends are always say, like stopping us and being like, hey, your signature quirk is X. Um, now, I will say, is this when we open it to our audience to tell us what our signature move and quirks are in the podcast? What What is my signature quirk? I will say Is that, it the podcast <laughs> for both of us? I mean, probably. I will say that uh, I once got... Um, retweeted by Simone de Rochefort um, right. about my proclivity for eating pulled, uh, cold pasta right out of the fridge. Uh, sure. Because Absolutely. she was like, she was like, I want to know what your nastiest, weirdest food habits are. And then I, I remember I, that being a very popular tweet. I, I, uh, I tweeted that uh, at her that I, um, when I make pasta, I I have a I have a a, a, a ha- habit is kind of a weak word for it. Um, <laughs> I'm just like later a that preference. night. Later that night, I'll be like, "Oh damn, I made pasta. I've got some I've got some tasty pasta leftovers in the fridge right now." And then, why, but why I'm not, leave that for another but, meal when I could have meal now? I'm not I'm not gonna like heat up a bowl of pasta Ugh, and then it's like, the worst. It's like nine thirty at night. It's not time for dinner, but I will sneak in there and I'll I'll, I'll grab a few bites of that tasty uh, tasty pasta. Yeah, it's it's cold, but it's still tasty, and I'll do it. I do it like every time. So, um, technically speaking, she did comment on that. So there That's we go. True. That's my signature and, quirk. And notably, Simone de Rochefort is people. She is people. Um, so it's, uh, I'm uh, I've I've seen her um, in person. It's true. She she is. I I can confirm a person. She, she even handed me a sticker once. That was cool, actually. Now that I think about it. <laughs> uh. So yeah, that was fun. Um. um now now, that's pretty cool, Mike. Okay. Ben, do you have a signature quirk mm. that people comment on? So I like to have fun at work. Um. I'm a I'm a fun workman. Okay. Um, so we have a, a thing. Uh, we we follow the agile methodology, which means you you I don't know whatever. No one really cares about what I do. But <laughs> one of the <laughs> more important things of it is is you show off what you've done in the last inc- like piece of time. So you're like, this is a cool thing that we did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I do, a lot of engineers and and occasionally this will be me too. So I'm not throwing any shade generally don't bring the showmanship aspect to the show when it's time to it's like you click this button and then boom happens done and then any questions etc now i like to uh do a thing that i call theming my demos where i kind of i've i've seen some i've seen people comment about it i'll just Uh say that um, so I've done uh, Mandalorian themed, and I even used a prop Baby Yoda that I once I bought for my wife, but then reused because, of course, I bought a shirt that said Variant and used that in the Loki uh, themed demo. Uh, I've done uh, Captain Planet. I, I've done them all. Not all of them. I've done some. 
Um, but it's one of my favorite things to do, and people always like to comment on it. And I like to do I like to do that because it engages people. Uh, people seem to enjoy it, and they they're like, "Hey, remember when you did that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do. It was cool, and you remember it too." Instead of being like, "I'm like, oh, you click the button and you're done." You and I are two very different people because my entire goal at work is to be forgotten. I don't want I, people remembering yes. <laughs> me. I don't want them emailing me or being like, "Hey, Ben." I've got a, I've got a question. I've got some, I've got some stuff that sure. I need some help with. Uh, but maybe, maybe that's the, the difference between someone who works in development versus someone who works in uh, tech support. It is possible because if someone's, if someone's uh, asking you for stuff, you're like, oh, I, I can show off all the cool stuff that I did. If someone's asking me for something, uh, something broke somewhere, right. um, and I am going to have to fix it. Right. There there is a, a little bit of a different uh uh let's let's call it a viewpoint on it. Uh mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm also I'm also, as you might suggest, a showman. Waha I'm only a showman with podcasts, which is why I have too many of them and some of them <laughs> are about masturbating so let's talk about basic lupine neurology so season three episode 17 basic lupine neurology uh as you mentioned it is it is the law and order episode because they they start out uh very like they just get right into the they're going for it a lot of times with the like uh genre pastiches they sort of have kind of a a a more normal intro this one, this, this one is just like, boom. I mean, I guess the paintball episodes tend to, uh, particularly right. fistful of paintballs, it just it does that too. But sure, I mean, generally they're when they're doing these pastiches, they're not doing a single property. Like this is very clearly law and order. It's one hundred percent law. And like order. there's no mm-hmm. anywhere close to anything else it could be. Whereas like, uh, fistball paintball is a good because it does like parody like mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. westerns look like but they it's not like it's we're doing this but we're not we're not doing gun smoke we're doing westerns now mike before we get started i do have one question how many episodes of law and order have you seen let's go with zero excellent um, i hope you've li- watched more uh, I've seen maybe about three episodes of Law and Order SVU. Um, mm-hmm. One of which I watched in a sociology class in college. Okay. Uh, one I watched interesting because I think my roommates were watching it, and then one I watched because it happened to be on. Um, but it was always it was always SVU, which is like specific like really bad sexual crimes, and I'm like. Right. I'm like I don't need to I don't need to watch this. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm good. T- I, I I can we just remove like I I get that there is a special victims unit, but I do not need to see it personally. I um, I much I much prefer this uh this community uh yam one, the yam sure. y, uh YVU, yam victim unit. Yep, checks law, out. Law and order why <laughs> it's it's every episode. Every new episode every week is about yams <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Look, I'm sure there's more than one way to skin a yam. Uh-huh. Famous or- saying. Um, <laughs> uh, it starts out noting that uh, uh, there are two types of people, the goofballs that run around stirring up trouble and the eggheads who make a big deal out of it. Uh, we get the the famous dun-dun sound mm-hmm. throughout. Like, every time 
there's like a sheen, a scene change. It, we just get that dun dun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my my notes are terrible. I don't actually remember where we <laughs> to be start. Fair, because, this is a lot going on. There's so much going on in this episode. My notes literally say the thing about goofballs that run around, and then I just wrote in all caps "law and order," and then in all caps "dun dun." And then it just cuts to a smashed yam. Our yam was murdered. And I was like, is that, you know, is that where not, it starts? I mean, I literally, I literally just watched the episode like an hour ago. <laughs> and I don't remember how this episode starts. So uh, the that's exciting. Staff, the maintenance staff enters the biology room and, and Jerry, the, the, if you, uh, we, uh, Jerry Miner. Right, 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 right. He finds okay. the study group's biology pro- project smashed to the ground. It's a yam in a jar, like you mentioned, just growing. Uh, and then at that point we cut to Chang's setting up a security perimeter around it while Jeff, Annie and Dr. Kane are talking. Uh, also, we we have not uh, we have not mentioned it because he has not actually come back yet. Uh, but uh, the actor who played uh, Professor Kane, Michael K. Williams, uh, did did pass last year. Um, mm-hmm. In between the the time we did the the last episode uh, with him in it, mm-hmm. um, so and also also Betty White just died. So right. like we 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 send we send all of our uh, our feelings up up to Betty White in her final place and same with Michael K. Williams. So Boy, that you was, know, that was an awkward way of saying any of that. Uh-huh. Just wa- watch out to all the other community, uh, teachers, Ooh, I guess that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't okay. mean to send, I didn't mean to make that sound so ominous, but, um, <laughs> it you know, feel a little ominous. It does. It does feel a little, uh, uh, weird that we, you know, we, we lost, we lost two of them. Uh, <laughs> this this tribute to uh this this tribute to it's Greendale teachers past have have gone has gone very very bad. Uh if this makes I it mean, in the final it, episode um <laughs> I mean it is this podcast. So yeah, did it go well? I mean for the podcast it's probably not terrible. This is this is why you should never have me do a eulogy for you because it'll sound approximately like this. So, um, I would uh, like if I knew we were going to do a eulogy, I probably would have written one. <laughs> even after I write one, it would sound just like this. Uh, but yes, in a, in all seriousness, uh, he did uh, yes. he did pass earlier or, uh, or kind of middle of last year, I think. Um, uh, I think it was in September. Yeah, that's is unfortunate. He's a very uh, He's a very good actor. He's great in this. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I do like how Annie got Jeff there under uh, by sending him a text Mm. that said that uh, he's about to be screwed in the biology room. I mean, I think Annie knew what she was doing there. It's true. You you don't spend uh, you don't spend three years hanging out with Jeff Winger and then word it like that uh, without knowing what you're doing. Right. Dr. Kane tells the group, like, I, I, I know you did the work. You put the work in, so you'll get a passing grade. And Annie takes the suggestion of a passing grade like a C as an insult. And it's like, well, why don't I just get pregnant at a bus station? Which, wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, she uh, she's, not a, she's not a fan of that suggestion. Um, this is also when Shirley and Troy and Abed all show up. Shirley shifts immediately into 
like district attorney mode because yeah, it's she's pretty amazing. She she says that she watches a lot of crime shows when she's bored, and then just bam, she's like telling Troy and Abed like what to do and and you know go go t- uh, do interviews and set up a perimeter and like blah 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 blah. Right. I this all starts because Doctor Kane is like, if you find something to back up your assertion that somebody killed your yam, we can talk about it. So that's where this whole like cop show starts where you know he's gonna be the judge it's gonna be a thing mm-hmm. and then um, he leaves to go wa- finish watching mama's family i mean it is uh it is midnight when this happens right. like it is specified that the annie, normal time to watch mama's family annie called professor kane at midnight to uh alert him uh, about this yam crime so why do I, I, sorry, I'm stuck on Mama's Family as the choice of what Dr. Caden is watching at midnight. Um, we, we all, we all watch what we watch at midnight. That's I fair. mean, I'm, I'm never going to question or judge what people watch at midnight. But yes. I'm not, I'm, I'm not judging it. I'm just like, why do I have like, what is, there is a memory in my head about Mama's Family, but it's like not of Mama's Family. It's like, commercials while i'm watching other stuff of mama's family and being like what is that show i've never watched it or seen commercials for it so it it apparently was canceled and revived and then canceled again so it could be our next podcast (laughs) you want to make a niche (laughs) podcast friend let's fucking do it we we do only do uh, TV that has been canceled and then revived and then canceled again. So <laughs> it's kind of our mo at this point. Good lord! Troy and Abed are both trying to do the zinger, which I appreciate because they shift as as quickly as Shirley shifts into like the DA kind of role. They shift into uh, detective roles, but oh, they're yeah. both trying to be the like do the do the, the zinger because like. Be the cool detective. How we managed to pull the short straw? It's not a short straw. It's a hot potato. Yeah, well, looks pretty cold to me. Cold or dead? Survey says we can't pull through the zinger. Sorry. It's a very Troy and Abed moment, and I right. I, I do really appreciate it. It's it's very good. Uh, they do. Uh, Troy finally acquiesces, and they they go to the theme song. Uh, full parody of mm-hmm, the community mm-hmm. sound, like s- s- melody, but like the th- Law and Order instrumentation, really good, really, really good. Uh huh. I'm gonna I'm way gonna talk about than, way better than it has any right to be. I'm gonna talk about another podcast for a moment, but uh, the podcast formerly known as How Did This Get Played now just get played. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, fantastic <laughs> music as well. I know exactly where you're going. Uh-huh. This, that. Oh yeah. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. It's a, it's a great, it's a great podcast about video games, but like literally the best part. And it, which is not to say that it's a bad podcast because I it's enjoy it. It's a good podcast. It's a weird but leg- podcast, but it's a good Legitimately the best part is, uh, their producer, their sound producer does custom intro themes based on their, like they have their set theme and then they, he, he does a like, genre specific one or like a game specific one for whatever game they're talking about every week it is golden it is literally the highlight of every monday um and so that's what that made me think of uh because like that this is 
I mean, this predates Get Played by a long time, but this is as good as Mm -hmm. Devin on Get Played. Yeah. And that is a high compliment because like literally I, I I get an, I get a new notice that there's a new Get Played episode and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But let's, let's listen to that theme song. Like I'm I'm jazzed up for that more than anything. I love this weird opening bit, but I am just, I'm ready for this theme song. And then it hits and I'm like, oh, that's the stuff. And then the rest of my Monday is all downhill from there because it's Monday. And much yeah. like Garfield, I hate Mondays and love lasagna. But often on uh, after after a, a long, hard Monday, lasagna sometimes is not there to be found, unfortunately. When and you're you an have adult, a great lasagna. You have to make your own lasagna. And so I don't always have the time to make my own lasagnas to cure my Monday blues. Sometimes you got to cure your lasagna. Like, you know, you got to... Yeah, the the good uh, the 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 smoke ring around the lasagna. Oh, <laughs> delicioso! Why are we talking about lasagna? Uh, we went we... down four different <laughs> rabbit holes to land at <laughs> meat uh, curing meat uh, curing lasagna as if it were meat. Uh-huh. Uh huh. After the intro, this, who listens to this podcast again? <laughs> This is why we should never take weeks off because I feel <laughs> like every time, every time we take a week off from this podcast, we show up and then we're just like, yeah, 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 community. But you know what's great? Lasagna. This podcast brought to you by Lola Lasagna. And then the Lasagna we, Council. Remember we, to <laughs> slather it in cheese. <laughs> Winter blues got you down. Try some lasagna. That tomatoey goodness never let you down. Cooked with fresh tomatoes and the finest mozzarella and ricotta cheeses with some Parmesan cheese sprinkled on top. Mm-mm, just like mom used to make. This podcast brought to you by the Lasagna Council. www.lasagnacouncil.com <laughs> uh, I, I, have just go- I just went to that website and it does not exist. That means I'm going to look up to see if I can buy lasagnacouncil.com. <laughs> Neptunian Millhouse. Now, wait, was it lasagnacouncil.com or the lasagnacouncil.com? Lasagnacouncil.com. Okay, yeah, that does uh, not it, exist. <laughs> Lasagnacouncil. <laughs> lasagnacouncil.com is available um, if I wanted to buy it. <laughs> You're just going to sit on lasagnacouncil.com. And that the, when the lasagna council realizes what you've done, they'll be like, "Well, crap! We gotta get the lasagna. We gotta go, we gotta go. Who who owns this? We gotta give them now, money and lasagnas." Is is lasagnacouncil.com or lasagnacouncil.org better? Ooh, now we're asking the important questions. Because I could buy either. Um, now let me offer this: you uh-huh. could buy both. Uh huh. I'm not made of. I'm not made of money. I'm not made of You're domain made of name nummy, nummy, domain name money. I'm not made of it. Whatever it's I'm made of. I'm not made of, of it. Anyways, lasagnacouncil.com. Why are we like this? Uh, 
Oh man. So after I'm the theme only song, one beer in. What is going? On? After the theme song, uh, it cuts to the cafeteria. Pierce is running some sort of illegal. Uh, it's, I, it's 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 intimated to be uh, an illegal uh, arm wrestling ring. Right. Because for when just, Troy and Abed show the up, elders of the school, they like, they, not they, they do. He does. He does break up the um, uh, the arm wrestling because because Troy and Abed show up. Right. So I believe Leonard yells, "Youths!" Uh, you got to watch out for them. Um, so they ask. They start with Pierce because it was Pierce's job to water the yam that night. And he says that he did it. And then they, they show him the picture of the the smashed yam. Which I, I love that they have a Polaroid for this. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I mean, in, in fairness, this was 2012, 2013. That is true. It was somewhere in there. Cell phone camera pictures suck at right. this point we, in time. And we also see this uh, later with Todd because he took a picture on, an, on a legitimate digital camera. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which is um, very funny. It's it's all like which, looking which back. Does, it's all very good. It does mean that he was just walking around with a an actual digital camera, but you know that's beside the point, I guess. Maybe he's doing some kind of uh, you know a, a, an art project about his life and things that he mm-hmm. sees. But yeah, I do. I do feel like even three years later, he would just pull out an iPhone and it'd be right. like, "I took this picture." Um, but at the time, it was like we're, we don't we're not made of money. We don't have iPhones. I spent all my money buying lasagnacouncil.com. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so they they show him this picture, and he's like, "Okay, well, I I lied. I didn't actually water it because I fell asleep in a sunbeam." Which can I just tell you? How great that sounds. It do- I was like, God, that sounds amazing. Uh, uh, Abed doesn't believe him initially, but I was like, no, nah, I, I, I lived with him. It's kind of adorable, which again, it sounds amazing. If It sounds like the most cat thing possible. And I always want to do the most cat thing mm-hmm. possible. I mean, if, if you were like, oh, sorry, Ben, I can't, I can't do the podcast. I didn't watch, I didn't watch the episode. I fell asleep in a sunbeam. I'd be like, nope, we're still going to do a podcast. You're just going to talk about how effing great falling asleep in a sunbeam was right especially if it's january and pacific northwest i ain't finding that sunbeam my friend look if you if you find a sunbeam just in your it like i think in the pacific northwest you should be legally allowed to be like sorry boss i'm not gonna i'm not working <laughs> like, i'm gonna go there's a sunbeam i'm gonna go sleep in it and as long as that sunbeam I, is there, would, you are legally allowed to do that. I would argue instead of legally allowed, you are legally forced to. Because at that point, like, we don't get a lot of sun. Enjoy the sun. Go do it. Uh, that is discriminatory to the vampires of the Pacific Northwest. Uh, uh, requiring the, you know, them to sleep in a sunbeam uh, is not a good look. That is fair. That is fair. See, you know, you are right. There, You, you, you start 
forcing people to do things, you start having to be like, well, that doesn't make sense with, yeah, you're right. Yep. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I've learned here today. And I think that's kind of the most important thing. So they, uh, they my go... apologies to any vampire listeners in the Pacific Northwest that we have. Uh, uh, vampirefriday.org mm-hmm. uh, for more information on vampires and Vampire Friday. Because I yep. do own that site. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> uh, they go talk to Todd because Pierce says that he, uh, he he did he did get there he did get to the the school but he showed up late and uh so the door was locked but he saw todd so they right. go talk to todd uh at i would Tuesday also at noon they do very they mm-hmm. they drop in the kind of chiron there to tell you when it is the title uh, card or whatever i i would also like to point out that uh it is at this point that i did realize that troy uh was wearing a spider-man necktie which it's is very, very good very good i love the idea that he's just got this necktie it's very good mm-hmm. they talk to todd and uh he he's like nope i uh i, I showed up at 8 10 to water my yam mm-hmm. but uh which watering water my yam sounds like some sort of euphemism but i'm not sure for what uh let us know at good greendale so (laughs) uh, so yes he he's talking about you know he's got his tidy schedule quick troy does notice a bandage on todd's hand which will be important uh he says Chekhov's bandage exactly he says he was burnt in his home ec class on a muffin because that was the assignment um, and yes, he had gone to the bio room at eight ten to chart the yam's growth, but the door the door was locked, so he had to take a picture of it through the door, um, and it shows that the study group's yam was fine when he left. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a moment also where Troy asks what kind of muffin, and he's like blueberry, and then Troy says, "Why not raisin?" And I do feel like that's the essence of being like. M- mid to high level famous on Twitter. Not that I am, but um, uh, Sarah Marshall of You're Wrong About uh, was talking about her uh, extended hiatus from Twitter. And she specifically was like, man, it kind of sucks sometimes because you're like, man, I love onion bagels. And then 50 people are like, well, have you heard about everything bagels? And it's like, yes, I've heard about everything bagels. So like, I was just like, oh, I just that's have just, a preference. I'm indicating a preference. That's just capturing energy of Twitter uh, before Twitter was a big thing. Sure. So it's good times. So after the discussion with Todd, we go to Tuesday afternoon in the computer lab and Britta, who is computer expert, <laughs> wonderfully cast. Tells Shirley th- I transferred or downloaded Todd's photograph to this computer. And as you'll see, with a few adjustments, I can make the entire image Old West color. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I do like that this is the entirety of Britta in the in the whole episode. <laughs> yes, it's so funny. <laughs> like, we 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 talk a lot about which characters are allowed to be there and which ones are are allowed to be kind of shunted off to the side. Britta showing up just to make a digital photo, uh, quote unquote, old West color. (laughs) 
and then and then say that she could help with her uh, as a psychology major. It gets cut off mid sentence, and then literally does not show up for the entire rest of the episode. Right. It's so funny to me. Absolutely perfect. I mean, Pierce doesn't show up after he's <laughs> finished with the, the the arm wrestling ring. But so, so, so yes. it's, it's just very good how we kind of slot a few people in to do a specific role that really works in the kind of uh-huh. world of law and order community. It's just it's it's all very good. Um, so they kind of notice the clock on the wall of the picture. Britta zooms in and Troy's like, it's 10 after eight. Abed was trying to do it in his head. And right. Because he, he's he's literally like. It's uh, two times five, and and th- Troy is just like it's ten after eight, and Abed says, uh, "I'm gifted in other ways." Mm-hmm. I I never I also never really learned how to do that, and I'm like, eh, at this point, it's fine. <laughs> I've got I've got I've gotten thirty three years without knowing that. I don't need to do it anymore. Whereas I'm I'm the weirdo who still wears analog watches. Mm-hmm. Like, I had I had a digital watch, but it broke, so I ordered another digital watch. I mean, they're Fitbits, but you know, sure. But yeah, I'm I'm the weirdo who because like there was this period of time before smartwatches and before Fitbits when everyone was like, watches are dumb because I have a phone. It has it has a clock on it, and right. But I'm, do you want to take your whole phone out of your pocket to see what time it is? The the. The indignity who, of it. Who could imagine? Like a whole, your whole hand, you have to go look at it. It's a whole thing where you could just go, pop, pop, done. But yeah, so I'm, I, even even before I became a, a, a watch guy, like I kind of am now, mm-hmm. uh, I'd still have, you know, I only had one watch, but like it was, it was still a watch. I'd wear it every single day. People would be like, why? And I'm like, why not? Checkmate. Boom. Mm-hmm. And then I'd. Yeah dunk the basketball and leave the room and then they'd be like why why was there a basketball and a basketball hoop there what what is this i would also say i did not realize he could dunk a basketball that's that's a pretty impressive skill dramatization may not have happened i can't dunk a basketball on a 10 foot that that's a pretty far way for me to go and i'm six foot three Britta gets uh, cut off mid-sentence with a dun-dun. We go to Neil in the office. He's uh, cleaning up. The office is very messy. He explains. Right. Uh, he Yes, he explains that any student can check out a key as long as they're taking classes and show school ID. And and surely at this, in the previous scene, had indicated she had done so to finish a pinata. Um, but Neil does find the log, uh, and, and the key was checked out by magnitude. We cut to magnitude, uh, where Wednesday at noon. <laughs> it's, I love the joke because, uh, they are standing there talking to magnitude in front of the vending machines. Abed completely sums up the conversation that they just had with magnitude where he says, so you did check out the key, but then someone stole your backpack while you're in the bathroom and you, ha- you haven't seen either since. Is, that's correct. And then Magnitude's just like, pop, pop. Look, so I that think way, Community magnitude just knows what we does, wanted. does not have to have Magnitude do any real lines in this moment. Although he does have, uh, he does have a real line later on. Right. I uh, just love I the idea of like, you got to give the people what they want. And what the people want is Magnitude saying, pop, pop. 
You Which know, again, I will be surprised that I, I understand why they did the Dun Dun, but it makes me makes me a little sad that they didn't like recut one of them with pop pop. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Like it feels like it would have worked, but uh, that's just me. Uh, they do a library sting where uh, Troy yes. pretends to be a <laughs> studious student, complete with a like a cardigan in Greendale colors. It's uh, so funny. It's so funny to watch him in a letterman's jacket. He gets up to use the restroom, uh, quote unquote, and then uh, Starburns cartoonishly peeks out from behind the books. Like, it's not just that Car- Starburns, like, walks by. He, right. he like- peeks his head out at a, like, 80 degree angle from behind the books. Uh <laughs> And and it's just like it's 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 all very cartoony. He walks up, he he looks around, he grabs the backpack, start, tries to walk off. He runs into none other than Troy and Abed. Uh they take him to some kind of closet, I think. I didn't quite get a get a good handle on where they were, but they do do a really funny interrogation scene where Starburns is like, You're not you're not cops. I don't have to tell you anything. I can just go. And Shirley knocks on an aquarium, uh, which is the two-sided glass. Uh, he's like, he's right. I'll keep him busy while you go to the lab and figure out how the yam was smashed. And Starburn's like, I can see and hear you. Which is, it's, this scene is like a masterstroke. I love, this scene in particular is so good. I, I do love this sort of, because like, in so many episodes where they they do these uh, these specific parodies, it's like everyone buys into it. I love the fact that Starburns is just like so outside of this that he's just like <laughs> you. You guys aren't cops. Like you can't hold me. I can hear you. Like he's he's not even remotely right. playing along with it. Whereas <laughs> so good everybody else either 100% plays along or like kind of gets goaded into playing along. Right. I mean, even like professor Kane has this whole like courtroom. I mean, he's like, it's not a courtroom, but it's basically a courtroom. Yeah, it's basically a courtroom. It's so good. I, 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 sorry, I don't want to get too quickly into grades, but this episode rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so like, be, I, I and honestly, it's the way that, and I agree with you. Like most of the time, when when comedians like we're going for this, they go for it. And having Starburns point at the like, hey, what is happening here? <laughs> right. What is all this that kind of like punctures that kind of like and gives you a little bit of meta? Like, what the hell is happening? Uh, it's just it's it's truly truly wonderful. Um, so Shirley, so when Shirley says, I, I do want to, cause I've never, I've never realized this line before and it's entirely okay. because when I take notes for this podcast specifically, I have okay. subtitles on, I don't usually watch with subtitles, sure. but you know, when you're, you're taking notes, you're watching the, the thing, like it's helpful to have the subtitles on. I never once realized that Shirley says the line, I'll try to keep him busy you guys go to the lab and see if they can figure out how our yam met its masher, which is nice. just like, it's, it's so close to like meet your maker and just like, 
It's it's really great wordplay. It's it's good wordplay. Um, I really good, uh, good really on you, writers it. of Community, for that wonderful wordplay. Um, so yeah, they they take it to the lab, uh, and the lab tech who I can e- even this lab tech. <laughs> right now, here, who is I this? Looked, who is this lady? Did I look it up? You know I did. Uh, this botanist is played by Leslie Hendricks, famous for playing medical examiner Elizabeth Rogers on, you guessed it, Law and Order. (laughs) And like four different Law and Order shows. Uh Naturally. Like, of course, of course, of course. Dan Harmon's like, hey, you know, be great. Law and Order. You know, it'd always be great. Bring in some Law and Order people. Uh Because, you know, uh, uh, Professor Kane or Dr. Kane, also on Law and Order. Like, of course he did. Of course. Of course it's Dan Harmon. Of course he did. So very good. Very good like meta joke here. V- very good that this this uh this botanist uh as she's apparently credited as. Um yes. I believe very... also credited as uh, uh, in another page she's credited with the same name as she is in, in Law and <laughs> Order. So Dr. Elizabeth Rogers, the botanist. It's like so, what is happening here? It's it's very good. That like they got that, but in the community verse, who is like these two dudes show up with a smashed yam and are like, "Can you tell us what happened to this guy?" Like it was smashed. We're we're gonna be really serious about it because because again, everyone other than right. Starburns in this episode is one hundred percent in on it. Right. Even this, including another <laughs> guest star that shows up later. Even this this random botanist <laughs> lab tech person who is who is like, uh, yeah. So uh, this this yam was definitely it wasn't just dropped. It was it was mashed. Somebody took a boot right. to it. Yeah, somebody stepped on it. Uh, it's it's so incredible. Something about the gravity of the study group just makes everybody want to commit to the bit, which I appreciate. As we've discussed here, commit to the bit. I love it. Um, so yeah, Troy wretches, which is hilarious reaction, as if it's talking about a, a human corpse. Uh, and Troy tells Abed, we have to d- tell Dr. Kane. Abed's like, there's nothing tying Starburns to the yam. He'd have to confess. And the botanist then tells them, well, you would have gotten an A. This yam was about to bloom. It's like, this is the stakes. It's uh-huh. so wonderful. It's, uh, it's We go to good. the mean city streets of Greendale Community College, where Abed, Troy, Annie, and Jeff are standing near Carrot's hot dog cart. <laughs> <laughs> the sentences this show makes me say are so great. It's just set up like a, like a city street for no reason I could tell. In New York, with Garrett making a hot dog for Jeff, who says, keep the change. Actually, keep the hot dog. So what was the point of it? (laughs) (laughs) It's just there to make us laugh, and I love it. It's so... This this episode rules. I'm sorry. (laughs) I keep going into grades, but it's so good. How many years do you think it has been since Jeff Winger has consumed a hot dog? Oh, it's been a lot. Oh, boy, it's been a lot. It's been since he was like five and wearing that dapper suit in his flashbacks. That feels okay, correct. Okay. Like he's have you seen him at like with his abs? No way. No way. He, that man eats a hot dog. OK, I'll take it. Man with my abs. Absolutely hot dog friendly. When is when is the last time you ate a hot dog? 
oh, I ate a hot dog in the Atlanta airport on my way home. <laughs> because I was like, okay, I the, so we had we had a, a food court situation in the Atlanta airport in one of the concourses. I don't remember which one. And I was like, uh, my wife's like, I would like Panda Express. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get Arby's, and they're right next to each other. And guess what? They're both closed, uh, which is great uh, because I wanted some of that good, good, terrible roast beef. Come at me, Arby's, or sponsor me. I don't care. Um, this episode brought to you by LasagnaCouncil.com. Th- <laughs> yeah, screw you, Arby's. <laughs> I was about Council. to say we're Com brought to you my... by Arby's, but we are definitely not brought to you by Arby's. Oh, God, no. Although I could Again, go for no. some of those curly fries. I do love C- those you bad can... boys. Oh, man, you just smother me in that roast beef, which I believe is still beef. Anyway, we can't always talk about food on this damn podcast. <laughs> um, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine, uh, actually a friend of ours, uh, Maggie May. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. She... Uh, she was like she she sent me a picture of her of stand standing in line at a subway and she was like it's not even a it's not just a subway it's a gas station subway oh, and this is no. this is your fault and i was yes, like yeah it is. we sure did that and we have to live with that now so speaking of arby's and hot dogs uh mm-hmm. so we we were like we have to figure out something else and we were it was getting closer and closer to boarding it's like I don't care. I just want something quick. And it's like, well, there's a Nathan's. So did I have two hot dogs? I had two hot dogs. It was great. The buns were stale. It was weird, but it was still a good experience. Okay. But so you've had, you've had uh, hot dogs a lot more recently than Jeff Winger. Within the last two weeks. Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, Abed does say, I can't believe our suspect's going to slip away on a technicality that we're not police. That's so, not you know, a technicality. That one, that one small little technicality. Um, you, know, I, you know, I just didn't realize I wasn't a cop after not going to a police academy and being sworn in as a cop. So they decide Je- <laughs> that they need to open starburn's locker yeah jeff to get tells more him evidence. to basically mm-hmm. uh and he's like it's not ethical and jeff's like we don't have time for ethics we have time to get justice and troy and abed have convinced a maintenance worker to open it because they heard a kitten meowing in there but not anymore um so he opens it and a ton of biology lab equipment comes pouring out smashing on the floor uh starburns turns the corner with another stolen backpack starts to say something but then just ditches the backpacks and runs and Troy and Abed run to follow him uh, through the Dean's office, who is just hula hooping, <laughs> just a, just a hula hooping. It's a fun, it's a fun little detail. It is. What does the Dean do on a daily basis though, is my question. Well, uh, he does not, not do much to administrate the school. That's right, for sure. He most, I'm guessing is mostly hula hoop. That's how he keeps his slim figure. Um, and then Starburns tries to like hide kind of doing that kind of like, oh, uh, so like, like running away, but like hiding in a, in a group where he's having a kiss with a person mm-hmm. and she, and she finds Kendra with a Q, uh, and she's just not cool with the idea. And this gets him caught. Right. Cause he's like, Hey, kiss me. And she's like, no. And he's like, I'll explain later. And she's like, the explanation wasn't the issue. <laughs> Which is the greatest line. It's so good. Th- this stupid show is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, um, you know, in fairness, if someone runs up to me and is like, quick, kiss me. And they're like in a panic and they're like, and I'm, they're starburns. I mean, I, it doesn't, it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't I, really matter to me who they are. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, at least for me, I'll speak for myself. You, you, there are specific people. There are, there's a, probably a group of people out there that if they ran up to me and it's like, kiss me, do, I, I'll explain later. I'm like, eh, not bad. Okay. Sounds good to me. And then I'll figure out the, the consequences later. Like, like if, if, f- let me just pull a name out okay, of my, my okay. head. Salma Hayek. She okay. runs up to you and is mm-hmm. like, kiss me. I'll explain later. I'm like, yeah, I'll okay. ask questions later. That's fine. Uh, I'm, I, I have a lot of questions uh, for Miss Hayek there, but. Um, but again, after the said she'll, kiss. She'll explain. She will explain Cause, afterwards. Because if I so could be the fine. guy that got, got a kiss from Salma Hayek while she was running from the cops. Uh-huh. Like, that's a story. Uh-huh. Now, do you later go, hey, Stacy, so th- uh, Selma Hayek came up to me and uh, insisted that I kiss her and that she would explain later. And then she did. And here's the explanation. How how well do you think that would go over? I think it kind of depends on Selma Hayek's <laughs> explanation, to okay. be honest with you. If it is like, I'm just trying to avoid some paparazzi, no, because I'd then be on TMZ. But mm-hmm. if it was like, I am an international super spy and I needed to avoid the... Also, I love the the idea that this will ever happen to either of us. Uh, because we don't go places and or do things uh, because of the situation, um, but but yes, like if she's like an international super spy on a on a on a whole in a case of intrigue and is going to take down s- some like yeah some anti government corporate or uh, you know group, and I'm like, well, yeah, absolutely, like I can make that work, I think. Okay. Okay. And it's not now. Now, it, it, the, the 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 you got to thread the needle right on the. Yes, it's Salma Hayek. Yes, she did kiss me. N- no, it didn't mean anything to me. <laughs> because again, it's Salma Hayek. It's probably going to mean something. Like I've watched mm-hmm, enough mm-hmm. of her movies that I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Boy, this is a weird conversation that I had. It went myself. it went some weird uh, places. Um, but Starburns, I, don't get me wrong. I love Starburns. He's a great guy. No, <laughs> not going to fall for that one. He's making a meth lab in the back of his car. Spoiler. Sorry for the spoiler. And, uh-huh. uh, literally a minute. <laughs> uh-huh. But do you know that when he comes up and, and is like, quick, kiss me, I'll explain later. You don't know no. about the meth lab. You're judging right. him right. based but on. I I understand. I will say, though, he has a top hat and bur- stars in his burns. Yeah. OK. I do want to actually call that attention to that, because like usually when you when you like start making out with somebody as a way of like hiding in a crowd, you're sure. not wearing a, a vest and a top hat. <laughs> That is your signature look right, that nobody are- else wears ever in the history of mankind. 
with stars shaved in your sideburns. Right. Like, no one's going to walk up and be like, well, dang, that guy wearing the, the hat and the vest and has the stars shaved into his in, right. into his sideburns looks a lot like the guy we were chasing, but it can't be because he's making out with Kendra. Right. It can't, can't be him. It's all about when you're when you're on the run from the cops and here apparently is my advice segment for the show. Uh, don't have distinguishing uh, apparel. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And by cops, I mean not cops because Troy and Abed are not cops, as we've indicated. Um, so, yes, he's caught. Starburns says he just I swiped some beakers for the meth lab. I'm setting up in the back of my car in the trunk of my car. I didn't kill the yam. And Troy and Abed start to take him in. He's like, I know who did it. I left the door open and they came in. And then they do a pinky swear so that he won't get in trouble for the theft. Uh, and he tells it was it tells them it was Todd. He smashed the yam and saw him running out of the room holding his hand. It looked like he cut himself. And bum, 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 the bandage. Also, that pinky swear holds up in a court of uh, not an actual court. But it holds up. It holds up way better than anticipated. Yes, agreed. Um, so, so in biology class, Thursday, 1 p.m., Jeff tells Dr. Kane that the study group has def- definitive proof that Todd smashed the yam. Uh, Kane says it's a serious allegation and hopes they can back it up. Annie can place him in the building on Monday night. He's got a mysterious bandage on his hand and an eyewitness who saw Todd. And Todd starts to be like, I just... When he's interrupted by Lieutenant Colonel Archwood from the Army, played by Michael Ironside, who is bit, who's known for Starship Troopers, Total Recall Scanners, and Top Gun, I just wanted to go through his IMDb because I'm like, these uh-huh. are these are kind of big deals. <laughs> um, so Colonel Archwood commanded Todd in Iraq. Um, he's also staying on his couch this weekend because he's in town for a wedding. He also just happens to be a licensed attorney. And also happens to be Todd's uncle. There's a lot going on there's, here. There's a lot going on here. Is that is that a, an okay thing uh, in the army to be someone's commander if you are their uncle? Is there I regulations fe- against that? I feel like that's a, a conflict of interest. Somehow, I don't I don't know how, but it just feels wrong. Uh, yeah, I know I know nothing about. Uh, the armed services. So uh, if you know, uh, tweet at us, let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go to the Dean's office and the Dean's like, ask Jeff what his intention is. And Jeff's like, I just want the A that Todd stole from them. Uh, <laughs> Colonel Archer reminds them that they only have the word of a Mr. Starburns who, d- who doesn't explain why he was there. I'm sorry. I just, I love, I love this, this, like has been in like multi-million like box office hits mm-hmm. coming in and talking about a Mr. Star Burns. It, 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 it makes me laugh to my very core. It's so, such a wonderful casting. And then yes, the pinky swear, uh, Jeff is withholding that information because of the pinky swear. And Archwood calls the whole school ridiculous for honoring it up. Uh, honoring the pinky swear for a degenerate over a decorated veteran. And the Dean's like, I kind of agree with the man in uniform. If you don't reveal what Starburns is doing, the group is going to get an F, which Dr. Kane's like, Hey, I grade my class. What Starface was doing there is irrelevant. I honor the pinky swear. So what is happening? I also love that he calls him Starface. 
which honestly is pretty good. It's pretty- he, he calls him Starface in a very, very dramatic, serious right. acting role. Like it is, it is so important to describe that Michael K. Williams is has it just is not doing comedy here. Like he is just like he is given the lines, he is delivering lines the way that Michael K. Williams will deliver the lines on the wire. The the it's amount amazing. it's incredible. The amount of this episode that is delivered exactly like it is a very serious drama is astounding. It's, like it's, inc- there, it's there's got to be hours of bloopers of like yes, Starface. Like there are little like moments where Troy and Abed have their little Troy and Abed moments like you know they're they're both trying to do the zinger or they switch who is good cop and bad cop and you know right but though like from the moment that Shirley shifts into DA mode she's in DA mode she's she's no longer a, a comedy actor she is now a very serious drama incredible like so many of the characters in this episode, so many of the actors make that switch flawlessly in that episode, mm. in this episode. And, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Michael K. Williams, a uh, very serious, like drama actor. So like when he's, he's delivering lines about how a pinky promise means a lot and doesn't matter what Starface did. Right. In a very dramatic reading, it is, gold it is it is so golden it's it like uh, like we've discussed this a bit uh this the commitment to the bit that community does on these things especially this one where it's like no no one is even acting as if it's weird what they're saying they're just like this is this is an issue of grave importance again except for starburns and that one scene of being like you guys aren't cops i don't (laughs) you know i don't have to do anything Uh um it just it because if if you've got I think if you have this episode, but like every line is a little bit of a wink to the audience, it doesn't work. It only works if everyone is taking it as a gravely serious offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which also gets, gets extrapolated to its logical ending right at the end, which I cannot wait to discuss further with you, but we have to, we have to, we have a, we have a, not a courtroom scene to get through before we get there. Uh huh. So yeah, the, at the end of, uh, Professor Kane's uh, dramatic speech, like he gets up in in the colonel's face. Uh, he starts walking out, and, and you know Jeff is like, "Oh, thanks for the favor," and he's like, "It's not a favor. A man's got to have a code." And the dean is just like, "Awesome!" Like he yeah. is, he is so turned on by the energy in this right. room, and I love it. I also believe that when he says a man's got to have his code is a reference to the wire, but shockingly enough i've not seen that i have also not seen the wire so uh i just know i'm pretty sure it is and i just didn't want to get yelled out on twitter but i imagine i'll probably get yelled out at twitter because that's what twitter's for have a code the wire i'm just gonna google it youtube.com it just is called the the wire omar little a man's gotta have a code I don't know what this video is. Um, it sounded like a video essay. Oh, here we go. Since you're feeling all biblical and righteous and all, you think on this. Now, if Omar ain't kill that delivery lady, somebody else did. But you're giving him a free walk right now, though, ain't you? A man got to have a code. 
There it is. There it is. He did it. He said the thing. <laughs> I can't wait to have that cut down in post. Uh huh. Yeah. For for future Ben's reference, that was like uh, a minute fifty seven into this clip. So. <laughs> Well, uh, but, it's a but reference yeah. to the wire. <laughs> so yeah, so and a very direct reference to the wire clearly. that two two dinguses who mostly watch comedy uh, <laughs> have no have no idea about because we mostly watch comedy, right? What's um, the last we, drama that you actually watched? Uh, so uh, I mean, I know that I've watched Downton Abbey, most okay. of Downton Abbey. Um, I think Grimm is technically a, a drama. Okay. It's like a police procedural, similar to Law and Order, but it has like a, a sh- it's nonsense. It's basically like Grimm's uh, stuff. Uh, I don't know uh, what other the Queen or the what is it? Yeah, the Queen, right? Or is it the Crown? The Crown. The Crown. We watched, okay. We watched some of the Crown, um, Game of Thrones, of course, which became a comedy, surprisingly enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh yeah, I think that's that's kind of a listing of what I've Okay. Uh, we watched a little bit of Outlander before it got a little bit of a comedy itself. Um and Stacy Stacy famously threw the book across the room at one point. Okay. So uh, okay. we get, we kind of bounce off of that. Uh but yeah, anytime we watch the drama it's because Stacy wants to cuz right now we're watching Adventure Time. Nice. Um is The Mandalorian uh a drama? It's, uh, I mean, it's got some humor elements, but I think, I feel I like guess, it's. Yeah, I guess you'd, I guess you'd have to say it's a drama. So it's the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett, which, uh, started coming out last week. Um, uh, so the Wikipedia does say, uh, genre action adventure drama space Western. So Huzzah! I guess for me, um, well, um i gotta look up one other thing here um because yeah sarah and i uh were watching stargate sg1 for a bit because she loves it and i had never seen it uh wikipedia does not list it as drama just action adventures uh and science fiction so i think technically speaking uh the last drama that i watched was the mandalorian um okay you know the there, famous there drama Mandalorian, but the the Mandalorian um, Breaking Bad was great. Mm-hmm. I I rewatched that uh, after watching it in I think 2015. Uh, I just rewatched it uh, like last year, which uh, pandemic great time, uh, great time to 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 watch uh, uh, watch that. Yeah, just I'm not I'm not a not a huge. Not a huge drama guy. Um, so, you know, I'm not surprised that I'd never caught that this is from The Wire. <laughs> we did watch a little bit of uh, another show that Michael K. Williams is in, but I've, I have literally forgotten the name of the, the uh, Bro- Boardwalk Empire with Steve mm, Buscemi. Mm-hmm. We watched a little bit of that, but we, we kind of bounced off of it, mostly because like, eh. Like I'm not a drama person, and Stacy's like, "Ah, eh, it's not for me." I'm like, okay, great, we're not watching it anymore. Um, now that now that we've talked about things we don't watch, let's talk about the thing we do watch. Uh, we go to the study room where Annie gets off the phone and tells Jeff the intel that Shirley just gave her. Todd's yam never sprouted. Done. Never dun, did. Dun. So he's got 
a motive. He was in the he was in the room. Opportunity, and suddenly Troy and Abed are come tearing around the corner, telling them Colonel Archwood got to Starburns. He's no longer cooperating, and Abed just kind of has a temper tantrum. It's it's a very fake looking, uh, like anger outburst. Yes, it's, and it's uh, very funny though. And then Troy is like, uh, he's been on edge ever, ever since we switched. Which I I appreciate that like, even though Troy and Abed are taking this very like seriously, they they are sort of in that middle ground where like you can see through the the veneer of Law right. and Order. Um, Whereas, you know, everyone else other than Starburns is like, this is serious, 100% serious, but like, they're just that like thin veil between the two worlds and Abed's fake, uh, outburst where he's like, he's picking things up off the table and doesn't really throw them. He just kind of nonchalantly just like tosses them up in the air and he picks up an empty coffee cup and he puts it back down without even throwing it. It's so fake, but the fact that it's fake makes it better. I absolutely love it. Uh, So they head outside, and Jeff tells Annie that the class already hates them. They'll definitely fail them without a good case. And Annie's like, we have proof the Yam was murdered, and then they spar again about finding softness. Because they they referenced finding softness in the we only have time to get justice thing. Uh Is that that a wire reference? For all we know it is. Who knows? uh, Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, It's it's either a law and order or the wire. There's only two options here. Um, But then we go to the Yam issue. Part one is what it says on the, uh, on the, the title card. It's biology class. Um, where Todd is giving his testimony, mostly character building about how he he was able to uh, disengage an IED and won the Bronze Star for it. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to Todd. And it's time for Annie to cross-examine the witness. And boy, boy, howdy, we go. It's time. Uh, Annie's points out his yam wasn't growing. And like finishes the question of like, why'd you do it? Why did it? Did it make you feel like a big man? And Todd's like, <laughs> Uncle Nobby, I'm not fighting your wars anymore. And it's like, what is <laughs> Uh-huh. There's there's also the whole bit where she's like, and is that why you hit your wife? And then you can see in the background uh, the colonel Objection, like yeah. starting to uh, object. And she just puts her finger back to, at, at him and she's just like, withdrawn. I bet that pissed you right off, didn't it? Is that why you hit your wife? Withdrawn? Is that why you drink and pop pills? Withdrawn? Are you a virgin? Withdrawn. Like. <laughs> it's so good. You can definitely tell. Like, I'm sure Alice and Brie is just like, I'm going to have fun with this one. Like, oh, I'm sure. He, everyone feels everyone very... has to have had such a fun time on this episode. Oh, man. I, but I feel like that, it, that like one shot in particular must have been like, I'm just going to improv this and let's see where we go. I mean, it's it's Annie really like being the boss. Like she's right. she's got the power, and she is using it to just it's so good. Be, is that why you hit your wife? Withdrawn? Like <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Todd just says it was an accident. He just wanted to look at their yam, but when he picked up the jar, it burnt him, and he dropped it. And that we cut over to Jeff thinking about what he just said. And Annie just starts, it, you know, in court, I find it very useful to do a victory dance directly in front of the witness. And that's mm-hmm. what Annie does. 
Mm-hmm. And Todd just has the most amazing face. Just incredible. Just wonderful acting. Um, and Jeff, you, you know, t- Todd is like actively crying. <laughs> and Dr. Kane's like, I've heard enough. And Jeff immediately asks for a sidebar. And in the sidebar in the office, he's like, call it a mistrial. Just give Todd and the study group a C and we'll move on. And everybody's kind of confused by this. And Annie's like, can we have a sidebar in the sidebar? And Annie's like, we're about to get the A. And Jeff's like, Todd didn't do it. The Did you notice that the jar burned him? That doesn't make any sense. He's an innocent man. And Dr. Kane's like, I've heard, I heard all that. I accept. Well, Jeff also does bring back the thing about how a man's got to have a code and how he assumes there's a female equivalent to that, like a codette, <laughs> perhaps. Sure. Uh, which is just classic Jeff Winger. Um Mm-hmm. But so Professor Kane does hear that sort of that thing about like a man's got to have a code. So that that comes back around. It's Schrodinger's wire reference and Schrodinger's. It's uh, uh, you uh, know, you open the box. It might be a, know, the, sometimes, it might be a wire reference. It might be a <laughs> stupid lasagna council uh-huh. ad. This episode brought to you by Lasagna Council. Looking for something for dinner tonight? Why not make some fresh lasagna? It only takes an hour in the oven to make, plus all the time of prepping all of the other ingredients. It's a simple meal that you can make tonight for you and your family. LasagnaCouncil.com You're making me so mad I don't have lasagna tonight. Like, I'm so mad. (laughs) You son of a jerk. Uh, Um, So, uh, it is... Take two. It is Occam's... Razor? No, it's... I forgot <laughs> the name of the guy. <laughs> Take three. It's... <laughs> you forgot the name of the guy! <laughs> I really did. Uh, this rum and coke is hitting Chekhov. me pretty hard. Um, Chekhov. It's Chekhov. You're Take three. Chekhov. It's, it's Chekhov's wire reference. And yeah, Schrodinger's wire reference. It. Because we it may or may it. not be a wire <laughs> reference until you Google it. <laughs> boy we're bad at this oh man (laughs) so back (laughs) i can't believe i forgot chekhov of all the jokes i make i make a chekhov something reference every two episodes on average it's probably like every 1.7 episodes i'm i'd be surprised if it's that low uh and here i I am like every single one here I am like, oh, yeah, that's it's, you know, it's, it's Schrodinger's. It's awesome. It's, it's, yeah. You know what they say? It's Schrodinger's cat. You know what they say about a cat in the first act? Uh, it may or may not be in the third act, <laughs> but you won't know until you get to the third act. <laughs> which, by I, defi- I think- which by that definition means that everything in every show or play or movie ever is Schrodinger's thing. Right. Because you don't know if it's there or not. Until the third Look, act. everyone, it's Schrodinger's Britta. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing we've ever done. If you're just tuning in, I just had to delete 17 minutes of audio. Uh, I love the idea of if you're just tuning in to a podcast you've listened to an hour of so far. Um, <laughs> so, yes, uh, they they decide or uh, Professor Kane takes the deal. And then um, right as the, as uh, Professor Kane is, is sort of wrapping things up, Jeff suddenly stands up and he's like, I'd like to have uh, some closing arguments. 
And uh, he's like, why was it so hard for all of us to grow a yam? I mean, this is easy. This is like a kindergartner assignment. Um, this is when Dr. Kane objects. And then... <laughs> yeah, so Dr. And Kane... Annie he, allows it, and Jeff sustains it. Uh-huh. These are not the roles for this, usually. Uh, but again, everyone everyone does this with perfect sincerity, which is great. It's so good. Um, so Jeff's just Jeff just starts picking up the yams that are still there and dropping them one by one, and every one of them smashes. Not unlike someone stepped on it with a boot. Mm. Although I'm sure that a professional botanist would be able to tell the difference between boiled and gravity dropped versus stepped on a boot but i'm willing now, to ignore that plot hole there clear plot hole i cannot believe they did this so very disappointed jeff picks up a yam and he drops magnitudes mm-hmm. uh which magnitude does say hey that's mine hey that's mine and i'm like is that the first real line magnitudes had that hasn't involved pop pop i think it yeah, I think it is. Um, but this is Chekhov's magnitudes pop pop real line moment. You called for it. I'm, this is it. Uh huh. Uh, uh-huh. uh, I did. Um, although I t- it took me like five <laughs> minutes to figure out what I, that I sentence was. You. I dropped it on you, and you're like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Um, which frankly, I don't blame you for. Um, I do love that Jeff points out that boiling water is the icicle stabbing of yam killing, (laughs) which is another sentence that's like, I need Uh to parse this in a moment. He picks up the yams one by one and drops them and they all smush until he finally drops one that bounces like an unboiled yam should. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that it was Vicky's. Vicky denies it and Neil's like, I did it. Vicky's yam never sprouted. I wanted to throw off the grading curve so she wouldn't fail and go to summer school and so we could have sex in my parents' cabin. I did it for love. I I do love that he is just like, it was all so we could finally have sex in my parents' cabin. And everyone's just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no one gives it. No, no, no follow-up. That's fine. It's so great. <laughs> um... Show is hilarious. And Dr. Kane's like, holy crap, we are definitely dissecting pine cones next year. We cut to the dean's office. Everyone is sort of celebrating a a uh, trial where well done. They're all drinking some scotch. <laughs> sure. Uh, Neil's key master privileges have definitely been revoked. He is going to have which, to retake the class in summer school. So sorry, which, Neil's sex life. Sure. Also, something about the dean saying key master makes me feel uncomfortable and I don't know why. Uh, here's a thought, Neil. You were the key master. Why not just go find a room in Greendale Community College to bone in? I know it's not as romantic as your parents' cabin. Probably. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Schrodinger's parents' cabin. <laughs> it may or may not be nice until viewed. Um, Papa so. Schrodinger. <laughs> I love my cabin. I think maybe. Who knows? <clears throat> uh, so it's it's not as romantic, but you don't have to wait until summer. You don't have to boil any yams. You don't have to. Uh, mostly, you don't have to wait until summer. And if, now, if Vicky fails and if, has to retake biology and summer school, it's fine. You've already boned. You've already found an, an, an empty room in the college and boned in it. Sure. 
Um, boy, the the uh, sex question in the pod decks would have worked really well, and I feel I I should have put the thumb on the scale, but oh well, here we are. Um, I I maybe I'm maybe I need to re rewatch this this line, but I got the sense that they been doing it and they'd made a big deal about doing it in the parents cabin see i've always taken it as like they're waiting for this romantic moment right and maybe maybe not even well okay and maybe it's not even that like they are both like waiting for it maybe it was like neil's plan that like the cabin is so romantic that like that's when we'll like it'll be it'll be overwhelming and that's when she's finally going to be like yes let's finally do the nasty so you know maybe maybe this key master plan wouldn't have worked um but you're right maybe it's just like they're already having sex and it's just like the goal to do it at the parents cabin i think i think yours is probably more supported by the text I mean, because here's the thing. I'm going to sabotage other people's yams to finally have sex with someone for the first time. I'm not going to sabotage yams to finally have sex with someone that I'm already having sex with in a cabin that my parents own. Sure. I do. uh, I just want to sidetrack us again for just a moment. Um, I did a bad Google and I feel like I need to inform you and our audience I typed in parents cabin sex community. <laughs> I couldn't finish it. And somehow it did know what I wanted. It gave me a gif of Neil saying, and we can finally have sex in my parents cabin. That was that was a brave search, my friend. <laughs> a very brave search. A very, very brave search. Parents cabin sex community. Yeah. That's <laughs> Although I will be, I, I, I'll be gosh darned. It definitely gives you a lot about the the cabin in the woods. I'm just, I mean, we almost lost our uh, lasagna council sponsorship over that Google search, Mike. I just want to. I mean, I just want to warn you. Yes, they don't have like nanny software on my computer to f- stop me from searching stuff. Now, if I had discussed what I had, it, if I had seen some stuff and then discussed it on the podcast, yes, then the Lasagna Council is within their rights. I did not allow them to install nanny software on my computer personally. I don't know about you, my friend. This episode brought to you by the Lasagna Council. We know everything that Ben has Google searched in the last three weeks ever since we installed nanny software on his computer for legal reasons we are not allowed to say what we found on ben's computer but just know that it was nasty eat lasagna lasagnacouncil.com the lasagna council just needs to know that you do a podcast about masturbation and taco bell and you they knew that you, they knew that going in they knew that going in so why are they so shocked this this joke is i can't believe this joke made it in um wait the lasagna council one or the masturbation joke the lasagna council one okay great it's it's too it's too deep into the episode now it's gonna be a four minute episode (laughs) if we have to cut out the lasagna council bits um oh man so uh lasagnacouncil.com uh (laughs) i think we get paid every time we say it right is that how this works oh i'm hearing hold on i've got some the producers in my headset the lasagna council is not a real thing. Now that can't be true. Ugh. 
I got I got I got to talk with with Robert after this. I you know, I, our Robert, our famous producer. He's just mm-hmm. he's telling. I'm not sure I believe him. I mean, it's not real yet. I did while you were talking during the episode by lasagnacouncil.com. So oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, there's nothing there yet, but I do own it now. <laughs> Hell yeah. This podcast is a source of good. We're doing good things for the world um, now. So Annie is like, you know, I mean, it turns out that really you were right. It all did come down to biology um, because I guess Neil wanted to have sex, which is biology. Mm-hmm. It's at this point, the dean's phone rings and Professor Kane, who is sitting on the desk, grabs the phone and picks it up before the dean right. can. He basically beats him to the dean's phone. It's very funny. It's like a funny little like half moment. But I will say this is shot very much like something you'd see in a drama where just oh, like yeah. they're all hanging out in the office and then like someone's sitting on the desk and then the phone rings and they just kind of pick it up. Like it's a perfect shot. It really is. Tremendous. Um plus the dean kind of has this look like um like that's my phone, but he doesn't he doesn't say anything, but he kind of right. has that look. It's very good. Professor Kane is just like, mm-hmm. I uh-huh, I understand. And then uh, he hangs up and uh, the episode ends with just him saying that Starburns got rear ended and the meth lab in his trunk exploded. He's dead. And then it just fades and cuts to special thanks to Dick Wolf. I, I'm sure that he, they had to do that contractually. I just love the fade to black after Starburns is dead. <laughs> it ends on such a weird downer note. <laughs> it's so good, though. <laughs> And it matters, like this plot point matters. And also I was reading on the Wikipedia that this is what the actor that plays Starburns wanted. He didn't want to do it anymore. He wanted to focus on behind the scenes. It's so, everything about this episode (laughs) rules so hard. Uh, It's so good. So we do, we do get a little tag. Uh, Troy and Abed are in their bunk beds. Uh, They're like, why don't we have uh, bunk bed conversations? And they're, they're like, okay, well. You know, why, why do you think they're called bunk beds? And they're just kind of having this conversation. And then it cuts to a wider shot where they are still in the library, in the study mm-hmm. room. Uh, Shirley is like, uh, so when does your apartment finish uh, fumigating? And they're like, oh, they finished a few weeks ago. And she asks why they're still there. And then that's when the dean comes in with warm milk. Uh-huh. And uh, he sings them a little song. It's like, Troy and Abed, off to dreamland, catching the train to sleepy town. And when they wake up, the Dean will be here, staring at you. Sweet Deans. No, I, 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 you, you have, you've keyed on the, the lyrics part, and you're right to do so, uh, because they're horrifying a little bit, because the Dean's, it's implied the Dean's just going to stare at you all night. I just want to put it at he's put he's like aggressively in his low register like off to dreamland. It's like what it's are you true. doing? Like it's true. De- Jim Rash like, does not usually spend any time in that low register. Like and here he's he super, is. He's he's up in his like high register. He's like down in dreamland. You're asleep now. It's like what is happening? It's so funny to me. Like. It's it's like oh it, it and that's what it that's what this episode leaves on. It's so tremendous. Troy and Abed off to dreamland, catching the train to sleepy town. And when they wake up, the dean will be here, staring at you. 
sweet beans. But it's so aggressively down in his register, which is so funny. Just incredibly funny to me. Uh, that is the end of the episode, and that means that it is time for... Great. This is an A plus. I love this episode so much. Everything is so well considered, even to the like even the tag. It's not thematically uh, consistent with the rest of it. Usually they're not. Just I love the dean going so deep in his low register. I mean I like to to like give a little bit of my history. I was a tenor in high school, so I was always in the high register. And even then, sometimes I'm like I gotta go as low as I can. I'm a bar- probably a baritone now, but like I think every part of this was like incredibly thought through like talk like is 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 almost a love letter to law and order and that kind of police procedural while also putting the greendale spin on it of like it's a yam that died um it's it, it 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 even pulls in the intro it pulls some some things from previous episodes where annie and shirley were deputized about the the frog and the the corpse Mm-hmm. Uh, that the Britta pranks that were terrible. Uh, Britta is like ev- everybody gets to do something really fun and funny in this one, including including Pierce and Britta, which which is just it's. I I think this is such a great episode of television. It clearly knows what it's parodying. It it loves what it's parodying, which I think is really important for a good parody. If you hate something that you're parodying, you're just trying to take it down. But this is very much a love letter to that law and order. Um, You know, every, everybody's role in it makes sense. Like you've got Shirley kind of being a little bit of a badass uh, from, from the district attorney or whatever. And then you've got Jeff and Annie being the law team. You've got Troy and Abed being the, the uh the 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 detectives it's it's just it's so everything about this is such a wonderful wonderful piece of television a wonderful wonderful 26 minutes to watch everybody and i think we've discussed it you know everybody playing it as straight as possible does nothing but it amplifies how hilarious this all is uh, like I said, I think if you if you nod to the camera more than they do here, or if you wink to the camera, it's just not going to work. Uh, this episode is just absolutely tremendous, and this is from a person that doesn't watch Lone Order, but has you know obviously seen procedurals. It's just it's just so good. Yeah, I love this episode. I would watch this so often. I, a plus, absolutely for me. It just like the yam that they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was about to give this episode a C because it got smashed. Uh, and I mean, this episode got smashed thanks to the Lasagna but, Council. But then they figured out who smashed it, and so now it's an A+. Um, but no, I, I agree with everything. I mean, like I said, the fact that they play this so seriously makes it a super fun episode. Um the as someone who has seen maybe three episodes of law and order svu making me the law and order expert in the room uh, (laughs) it is exceptionally true to the source material it is done so well down to the theme song down to the sound of dun dun Mm -hmm. the the title cards the you know the the, pulling in the the actor who who plays the uh the uh lab tech in law and order like the, all the details like 
basically every episode of Community is good at at minimum. I mean, there's we'll get into it's fine. I mean, we're about to go into gas leak here. We'll figure it out. <laughs> every episode of Community is made with love and made by people who absolutely are masters of the craft. But you get episodes like this, which is a it's a love letter to everything about what community is. And it's a love letter to the audience that supports community. And it's a love letter to the material that they are satirizing all at the same time. And that makes it such a like perfect episode of television. Right. Because. I mean, like you said, if you if you don't love what you are parody parodying. Uh, it doesn't I mean, yeah, you're you're just kind of making fun of it. You know, it's it's going to be funny for five minutes, 10 minutes. It's going to wear thin when you are making like taking those little jabs at something that you love. And it's very clear that the writers and and the people who made this episode love the source material when you are doing that, you I mean, you're just so much more in touch with, with what makes it what it is. And you can make something like this that absolutely transcends what a standard episode of community is. If you can even say there's such a thing as a standard episode of right. community. But, you know, it's just like with Fistful of Paintballs, where it's like, obviously, the people who worked on it like watched a ton of Western movies. They know Western movies backwards and forwards. Same thing with this one. It is such a good episode. Um, I don't have, as always, I don't have like an official ranking, but like I would probably place this if it's not top five, it's very close. I right. mean, it's an outstanding episode. Um, down, down to the title of this episode, Right. Like even even the episode manages to be simultaneously a dick joke and a, a dick wolf joke and an homage to just that famous like you can buy a hat that has executive producer dick wolf on it because that <laughs> that title card is so iconic. Yeah. And so naming this episode, uh, naming this episode, um uh basic lupine urology so perfect it's um yeah it is an a plus hands down um but uh we want to know what you think about this episode about uh how great lasagna is and how great uh, the lasagna council is brought to you by the lasagna council uh we want to know about schrodinger's parents let us Ach, have um, you been have you been to Schrodinger's parents cabin um because i you, it could be nice and it could be bad i don't know who knows and have you had sex in it let us know let us let us know if you've had sex in Schrodinger's parents cabin uh you can do all of that we're narrow casting <laughs> right now and it's weird you can do all that and more by tweeting at Good Greendale. you can find us on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com where you can send us an email like we got today hey well last love week getting emails. actually well you um, know we've been off for a bit so but we love getting emails uh so, you can send us an email like 
Kira did. Uh, Kira sends in an email and says, Hi, guys. I just wanted to say happy holidays and thanks for doing the podcast. I've been a listener since early in the Futurama days, and I think you guys are hilarious. Uh, Although the What the Heck deck helps by providing great starting pieces. So getting some praise for, for that deck. That's um, rare praise. Literally that's rare. One one person has given it praise. <laughs> on a more serious on a more serious note, listening to the pod has really helped me through the stresses of the year, and I love how casually inclusive you guys are. Really makes the pod feel like a, a safe space. Keep up the good work, Kira from London, UK. So hey. over across the pond. Uh, so yeah, thanks for sending that email. Yes, it was it was wonderful to listen to and and hear from you and and you know we we love you. Uh, we we love doing this. We you know we 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 were took a break for a few weeks and I was like, boy, I really want to talk to my friend Ben about just the most ridiculous things like the lasagna council. I sure do. <laughs> um, so it's really great that to hear from folks that really really enjoy it too that have stuck with us through all of our you know, Futurama and community and who knows what's next. Our, our new mama's family podcast <laughs> that we'll be doing. Uh, yeah. Uh, in um, years to come. And yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, it always means a lot to hear from people, uh, who, uh, who like listening to us, especially, you know, last couple of years have been, uh, stressful, uh, yeah. for, you know, some reason <laughs> who knows. You know, I mean, I know there have definitely been a couple of podcasts that really got me through uh, 2020 um, and then later 2021 uh, just. And I'm assuming and I'm probably assuming 2022. 2022. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you know, I, I know I've had a, a few that like I would just uh, burn through while while working. And, you know, it's it's nice to know that I can be uh, that we can be that yeah. for for other people. So, um Thanks yeah. for writing Absolutely. in. Um, again, uh, if you want to send us a mes- uh, message uh, like Kira did, you can uh, do that. GoodMorningGreendale.com. You can also find links to our Patreon page mm-hmm. there, uh, which is patreon.com slash back to Futurama. And you can find uh, the fan group on Facebook at League of Jeremy's because somehow that joke survived through many many years of podcasting so amazing i don't even remember how it happened at this point um we there's an archive we could go listen to but uh but we've (laughs) that's a lot of content that we've done uh but yes uh thank you for coming to the end of these uh we we love you we we like seriously like the last few weeks have been great because it's the holiday season at least for me i can't speak for everyone um, but you know, there's something about just sitting. Uh, I mean, I would love to be sitting in the same room as my good friend, Ben, but there's, there's nothing like just sitting and goofing and riffing with my, my good friend, Ben, so that you guys can enjoy. And, and I really appreciate everybody that, you know, interacts with us. You, you know, you come to the end of these and you, you enjoy it. And, you know, I can't think of a better gift that y'all give us. So I hope we, we both hope you had a good, happy holiday or, you know, I don't know when you're listening to this, it could be, you know, uh, June of 2023 when you're listening to this. And if it's that, you know, have a good day. Sounds great. Uh, but we really appreciate you. Uh, and, uh, that will do it for us this week. Um, as always, when we come back from a little break, it got weird. Uh, so I hope Mm -hmm. you enjoyed it and we'll be back next week. 
with probably a less weird episode. Uh, you, you, do, it, you cannot know that. You cannot know that. <laughs> uh, and remember, eat lasagna. This message brought to you by the Lasagna Council. Uh, we will be back next week. And until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I, I wish you wish luck. you lasagna. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs>